Welcome to Inspirational Journeys, Stories That Matter. I'm your host, Ann Harrison, and I thank you for coming along with me to talk about Jesus and the writing life. God has given us each a story to share, and your story matters. Today, I want to welcome Joan Patterson who I met through the Write His Answer conference and via Patty Sheen, who has a podcast called Step Into the Light, which is done via Blog Talk Radio. But if you go to her her website, pattysheen.com, her episodes are going to be there. So I will be sure to um, put that the link to her to Joan's interview with Patty in the show notes so you can listen to that as well. So first of all, let me make welcome Joan Patterson. Welcome to the show, Joan. Thank you. It's good to be here. So why don't you start by telling the listeners and the viewers a little bit about yourself? Well, I am a speaker who encourages people, who encourages especially the Christian people who love God, but to help them take it to a higher level. And there's times when we all hit those sections of our life that aren't the best and we wonder where God is. So I encourage people to persevere and keep going because God is always with us. So I have a husband of 53 years. We have two sons and six grandchildren. And one grandson-in-law. <laughs> wow. And you also have a service dog, right? Yes. Yes. He is part of the family. Of I had my first one, which is the subject of the book that I wrote. She and I worked together for 10 years. Her name was Faith. And now I have my second one, my successor dog, we in October it will be eight years that we have worked together. So eighteen years I've had a sidekick, and that's twenty four seven three sixty five. So you yep. get to know each other. Oh yeah, I had a guide dog once um, in two thousand six. I think is when I got her, and I had her for three years. Um, long story as to how why I had to retire her early, but. I understand that bond, and yeah. I'm curious. Before we get into the writing aspect of this, I'm curious with a service dog. Does she does does your dog have to wear a harness? I know a guide dogs do. Legally, no, but he does. Yes. Now my first dog's harness was different because I walked, and it had a handle on it, a lot like your guide dogs, but with me being more restricted to my wheelchair about the only thing I use him for, I don't walk. So I use him to transfer. Now he does a lot of things for me, a lot of tasks, but as far as the type of harness needed, then the harness that he has now is more like a soft cape that buckles under his stomach and it has a little handle on it. Oh, and okay. that's all I really need to transfer. Oh, okay. 
see that was the reason i asked that is because it's interesting i've 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 uh, met people with service dogs before and me having a guide dog and knowing other guide dog handlers i was wondering how that that process worked and it explains it for the listeners and viewers who may not have seen a service dog in action so um you don't have to have any kind of identification there is no national standards so you just have your dog with you but our agency has the harness and we also have an identification tag oh okay yeah we had an id an identification card and it had a the dog had a tag with the school's number the school's number and everything on it and i got one with her name on it but yeah and it way, just helps the valid ones right and how do you combat that when you when you see somebody who claims that their little chihuahua is a service dog and yet you have your dog that actually is a certified service dog well according to the uh doj department of justice there is two questions you're allowed to ask. One, is that a service dog needed for disability? Yes. Now, they can't ask what your disability is, but they may ask that. The second question is, does he do tasks that he has been trained to do? Now, Again, they can't ask you to show the task, but a lot of people, well, he makes me feel better. That's not a service dog. Mm -mm. No. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's so definitely PTSD dogs. Those are, you know, emotional support dogs that are desperately needed. But just because you want to take your dog with you on trips, no. I had a lady one time, I was at an event and she was taking people's coats to hang them up. When I came and handed her mine, she's, oh, I love your dog. I have a service dog. Well, she's, she's my pet. I just love her and I just can't part with her. So I went online and got a certificate and a vest so that I could take her any place I want. <laughs> I just nope. kind of bit my lip. <laughs> You probably rolled your eyes at her too, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what I would have done. In 05, when I got my first dog, the biggest problem then was access because the ADA was fairly new as far as service dogs and businesses didn't understand that they were allowed, they had to allow a service dog to come in. Now, it's the fake service dogs. Yeah. We, we stopped at a motel one time. And when I came in with Faith, my dog, my first swim, the lady was sitting at the counter and there was a man standing behind her. When I walked in, you should have seen the look in their faces. She would... She just got this look like, oh, oh, no. 
And the man just got this look like, oh, not another one. So I had no idea why. I was kind of making things light. I didn't want to have a confrontation before we got anything done. And I gave my change purse to Faith. And she got up on her back legs and handed it to the lady. Well, that changed their expressions immediately. Oh, wow. They knew that she was a real service dog. Then they proceeded to tell me that the weekend before, in fact, he said, where were you last weekend? The weekend before there was a lady that was there as a guest. She had a service dog. It was not on a leash. It would run up and down the halls barking. And in the breakfast area where he, he had a continental breakfast, the dog would literally beg at people for food. Uh, that's not a service dog. Uh, no. He got so upset and people just kept complaining, complaining. I can't do anything. She says he's a service dog. He didn't know he was allowed to ask those two questions. Also, even if my dog, who is certified, if they become out of control, that I may be allowed to ask to leave. So whether you think it's fake or not, if they are not in control, they must leave if asked. Mm hmm So, wow. Very informative information because even with guide dogs, I didn't know that they could ask you to leave if the dog was out of control. But when I had my dog, she I, I tried my best to keep her under control because I needed yeah. to know where she was. Um, so let's turn to the writing. Um, how did you know when God called you to write? When people kept telling me, Joan, your stories need to be written down. Joan, you need to write a book. I learned very early on, right after I joined a writer's group, that you are one of two types of people. You are either a writer that has to learn how to speak or a speaker that has to learn how to write. I was the second one. I was a speaker, so I had to learn how to write. And that, you know... Through that, God was saying, you need to get your stories down. <laughs> it took a long time, and I'm still working on it, but it took 14 years to get my book written. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Faith was still working, and till it was published, she had been dead a couple years. So... And I think one reason why it took so long is because God wanted the chapters of her retiring and then her passing. Because what I do with each of the stories is relate how that particular happening relates to our relationship with God. Wow. And I remember I've got the excerpt. If you guys, I'm going to share links to the show notes blog post on the website once this goes up. 
but I encourage you to to get the book and I encourage you to read that excerpt. Um, that'll make you want to read the book, the change purse story, where Faith would not take that leather change purse. Did no. you did you have to switch change purses then? Nope, they wouldn't let me. They would not allow. I I kind of had to shorten it for you get the whole thing, but that's one of the chapters in the book that she and I had been doing so well. We had bonded right away. There was it was just amazing how well she was doing. And we had practiced the command for that task is called go pay. And they take whatever you have and then stand up on their back legs and put their front legs on a table or whatever is there and then give whatever they have in their mouth. Well, she was doing great. Man, she would just get right up in practice, in training, give it to them, they'd give it back. She'd give it back to me. She'd even hold on to it then and carry it while I moved away. I was just so tickled with her. And when we got to Longwood Gardens, I asked God, please just help us do this. She's done so good. So I got my change purse out, which was leather. And she wouldn't take it. No way, Jose. She became like a statue. She wouldn't move. She would not open her mouth. And this was new to me. She had never done that. And here I am holding up the line with all these people. And at the same time, my peers are watching us. And she's just standing there. <laughs> so. I kind of started to get stern. And then they said about I use a higher power treat. Now, what that means is their regular treats are just pieces of their food kibbles. Yeah. But then when they do something extra special, you give them something more tasty, like a milk bone piece. Well, it didn't even matter if I did that. She would not take it. No way, Jose. And I thought, well, I got to calm down because me being angry with her is just going to make her all the more determined not to do it. So try to calm down, persuade her, you know, dangle a treat in front of her. I started to cry. I was so upset. I didn't know what to do. And I just hugged her and begged her, you know, whispered in her ear, please take this. Mm -hmm. And but I finally got to the end of my rope where I didn't know what else to do. I had done everything the trainer said. And I'm just sitting there like, I don't know. And all of a sudden, she opened her mouth and took it. Did the go pay? The lady took the money out for the admission ticket. Faith took it back from her, got down, handed it back to me. I was so excited. Everybody in the whole area knew she had done it I'm yay you did it but I was just so excited she got good treats she got petted everything so we moved away to allow the next team to go I stood beside one of the trainers I said I don't know why she was so stubborn she's never been like that well Joan what you didn't know is that when she was a puppy she ate two leather leashes 
out. So the trainer then went on and said, evidently, her puppy razor got through to her that you don't eat leathers. So that's why she wouldn't take it. Well, I could have given her a different, used a different change purse. No, she has to know the difference. So I just, I just thought to myself, that's just like us. God will hold something out for us. And we don't take it. And we don't take it. We're stunned because we're not sure what it is. And we're not sure where it's going to take us. But we don't want it. And God doesn't get angry like I did. He just patiently waits until we're ready to take it and obey him. He doesn't change to a different purse, change purse, make it easier for us. No, because he has something he wants us to learn. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of the way I do all the chapters. I like that too. So did you outline the book or did you uh, just or did God just or did it just flow through you like writing sometimes does part of it the especially the first chapter just right away just came right through it was how I got faith in fact in the 14 years when I started and did the first chapter I had a friend of mine read it and she changed the ending just a little bit. And she made it say, it's the way I got faith that it was all God. Because it was going to be about 18 months till I got her. And instead, it was about two or three. Wow. And that's a whole thing in itself. Because my husband was allergic to dogs. And... So therefore, I couldn't have a service dog, not knowing that they can use standard poodles if someone is allergic. And he came home one time then and said, he's no longer allergic. My first thought is, yes, I can get a little lap dog like I grew up with. No, no dogs in the house. I grew up with a little lap dog. He grew up with big dogs that stayed outside. It was shortly after that, that I started to see advertisements, magazine articles, different things about service dogs. And my physical therapist had been telling me for years as my MS got more and more pronounced that I needed a service dog. Well, now I didn't have an excuse. So I started to look and one night there was going to be a demonstration from a, an organization. So we went. They never showed up. But it it was at a an expo type thing. <laughs> for people over 50. <laughs> and there was a lady there. At one of the booths. She was in a wheelchair just like mine. She had a dog laying beside her. Sound asleep. 
with all that commotion, all that, all the people, and the dog was sound asleep. Well, turns out she was from Canine Partners for Life, another service dog organization. Long story short, when we went home, I downloaded the application, filled it out, and sent it away. And they interview you. They have all kinds of questions to ask you. Then they give you a tour of the campus. When I went to leave, she said, now, it'll probably be anywhere between six and 18 months till you get a dog. Okay. So on the way home, I'm thinking, okay, God, I finally said, yes, I finally heard from you. I'm going to get a service dog. And now you say, wait, nah, you said you wanted me to get one, not 18 months from now. So I was kind of arguing with God. On the way. <laughs> Don't we always? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and I knew it would be the 18 months because it was the end of summer, right around this time, I think. And they only had training twice a year, once late October into November, and the other one was in July. Well, multiple sclerosis and heat do not go. So I was too early for that fall. I knew next summer I couldn't go because of the heat. So it was going to be the fall. So it was going to be the 18 months. <laughs> but and one day, yeah, and yeah, but this is a big but. So one day I was fine. Okay, God, you told me I'm gonna get one. I just need to be patient and wait. And the next time it was, God, you told me, you know, where is this? Your faith never wavers like that, does it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. One day, then the phone rang, and it was the lady from CPL and said they unexpectedly had a dog that might work for me. Would I be interested? <laughs> I'm thinking it was a good thing she couldn't see me because I'm not you know, interested. I was so excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So the hour and a half drive down the whole way, I was just gripping that steering wheel about as tight as I could because it started to set in that this is a big commitment. And I didn't want to make a mistake. I'd been fighting God all along that I need, you know, I wanted my service dog now. But now that it was coming, you know, I had the chance. I didn't want to force it and not be his will. Right. Because when we do something against, against his will, you know it. It doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. And he'll tell you, wait, oh, um, yes. did you ask me about this? Or is this what I told you to do? Yeah. Why right. don't you do this? And yeah, I've, I've, I've had that happen. Yes. Um. So when I got down there, they ushered me into a room. And one of the trainers, along with this beautiful black lab, came in and sat down. Now, this dog sat right in front of her looking at me. 
And she had the expression on her face, like, I know something you don't know. <laughs> Just <laughs> that, that look on her face. And the trainer said, this is the dog we think might work for you. Her name is Faith. To me, that was like everything but neon lights that God made absolutely sure I understood she was my dog. And, and what you, you know what's interesting? <laughs> they are named at birth. They're named at birth, and mm -hmm. it takes them two years to get them trained. So God was preparing her for me two years before I even knew I could have a dog. Mm-hmm. So, so go ahead. I was just gonna say that's how we got the name of the book because when I wrote the first chapter, she ended it with it's just a matter of faith. I love that. And that's what we that's the title. That I love that. So um what it, like when somebody encounters a service dog like yours, if do you have any um tips as to whether you know what they need to to do or don't do? I know there's a lot, but you know, do you have any specific tips you want to share? Gladly. Now, having a service dog is sort of like having a newborn baby. You know when. A mother has their newborn. Everybody wants to talk to the newborn and just ooh and ah over the newborn. The mother is invisible. All, all the mother is is somebody holding this precious baby. Well, that's the same way it is with a service dog. I become invisible and they want to interact with the service dog. So what we need to do, there's signs on their vest in big letters, big bold letters that says, do not pet. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. A lot of times it doesn't. Yeah. And it's not the children. It's the adults that can read. Uh-huh. Don't pay attention. Now, the, the children that can read, they don't try to interact. And I've had people just talk and talk to them well that's the same thing as petty so yeah, do not disturb and what happens is that it takes the attention off me and the dog has their full attention on the person that's talking to them so if I need them they don't know it now, neither one of my dogs are seizure alert dogs, but CPL places seizure alert dogs. So if there's a seizure about to happen and that dog misses the cue because they're engaged with someone else, that could be dangerous. Mm -hmm. So you should not pet. You should not interact with a service dog. Now, ours are trained with little ones. We put them on what is called a downstay. We put them down and then they stay. And then the little ones can come over and pet them. 
and they like that. The I don't know who likes it more, the toddlers or the dog. <laughs> Probably both. But they stay, yes. They stay there and you know, guys will look up at me like, am I okay? Doing okay, mom. <laughs> so that I would sooner have an encounter with a dog being pleasant for them at that young age mm -hmm. than have a bad encounter with a dog. Yeah, I agree. Even with a guide dog. I um and it and it's especially you know, you, you talk about people interacting with your service dog. Well, a guide dog, it's especially important not to, not to pet too and talk to the dog while, while in harness because unless you're in a place where where it's it's safe to do so because um, that dog's got to be um, a blind person's eyes. So that's, yeah, that yeah. would be dangerous. Yeah, they'd miss a cue for you miss a curb miss a step and oh yeah no not a good idea uh, <laughs> so are you working on any other uh, are you currently working on another book at this at this time or i'm processing which way i want to go first i'm thinking of doing a journal of the different things that i've used that i've learned from my book and put that at the top of the page and then they can journal on mm -hmm. that page. So make up a journal and do it in a way that it can either be a standalone or it can be put together with the book as a gift set. Oh, okay. And yeah. The other one is it was mentioned to me about doing children's books, take a chapter out of the book, and make it a children's book oh no that would be a, you could probably i mean you can't do both at once probably but you could actually probably do both and take make the take a chapter and make it a picture book that's that's what i'm thinking that or i was told now one couple of people have said that there is no market for picture books anymore and some people have said, you know, like agents and that have said, yes, do picture books. That or their first chapter books, which is still a lot of pictures, is just a little longer with more words. So, yeah, and I Pam haven't Halter, researched that enough yet. Pam Halter might be able to tell you more about because she's an editor, too, and she might be able to tell you more about um whether you know what what kind of market there is for picture books she oh, loves good. picture books yeah i did her continuing session on writing for writing for ages three to twelve. Oh, what fun oh. yeah that was fun so are there any specific takeaways you'd want people to walk to 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 come away with after they read the book or you know watch or listen to this interview i would say no matter what life has thrown at you, persist. Never, ever, ever give up. Mm. That's what the evil one wants. That's the yep. whole reason why we go through, as in Psalm 23, we go through those valley of dark times. Yep. But he is with us. In Isaiah, I am with you. 
by my righteous right hand, I will uphold you. He's there. I love Psalm 139, where it explains no matter where we are or what we're doing, God is there. Just like my service dog, faith worked for me 10 years. Out of 10 years, we were only separated about nine hours. That's a lot of time together. Mm -hmm. And that was only when either she or I was in the operating room. Because she was with me before I went in. And she came to me as soon as I was brought to the recovery room. So, and God is even with you in the operating room. Yep. So just like faith was with me through thick and thin, no matter what, God is still there. Mm -hmm. that, that is so true. To me, the big takeaway is God is with you. No matter oh, what yes. happens, if you're a child of his. So if people want to connect with you to, you know, learn more about your, the, your speaking engagements or your writing or to learn more about service dogs, it, what, how, what, how would they connect with you online? My website is joanpatterson.org. Okay. And how do they search for you on LinkedIn? Because I know you said you have a LinkedIn profile, but I could not. There's so many Joan Pattersons on there. I couldn't. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. That's why I, I'm not sure how they would find me on LinkedIn. Because when I go on LinkedIn, it's already open and there I am. So I don't have to do the. Um, the I think you, you, I think you go under profile and then it says view your pro your, I think it's, um, there's a way you go into your profile and there's a way that you can view it as, uh, there's a, there's a way to view your public profile. Oh, under okay. your LinkedIn. yeah, I don't know exactly how to do it, but I don't remember how to, I've done it once, but I don't remember. I couldn't, I couldn't like just tell you right off the top of my head how to do it, but it's under your pro, my profile or, okay. or your profile. Yeah. Well, I will try that and I will send that to you. How's that? Okay. That's cool. And uh, I do have my email is joan at joanpatterson.org. Okay. Um, so do you have a Bible verse you'd like to share with us today? Psalm 143, 8 and 10. Because these are my verses for my ministry. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning. For in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk, for I lift up my soul to you. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Oh, I love that. So would you like to close us out in prayer as we wrap up? I will. Father, Thank you for being with us, for being here with us as we have chatted back and forth. For anyone who is watching 
or listening. May they see you in any problems, trials that they may be going through. I ask that you would lift them up. Reassure them, Father, that you are with them. Help them to stay strong in you. You are such a gracious God. Bless our Lord. You, your spirit is good. You watch over us. You protect us. So I ask that for everyone listening or watching, that they would know that, that they would be reassured that you are there walking whatever path they are walking with them. If it's a path of walking away from you, may they understand that the path they're on is not going to satisfy. Give them the courage to turn around and come back to you. And for those that are not going through trials right now, I ask that you would make their path just as clear as it can ever be so that as your children, we can shine your light, not ours, but your light into a world that is searching for someone who will love them and that someone is you. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Ooh, so we challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired, write something inspiring and share your creation with the world for when you've touched one life, you've touched thousands. Thanks for joining us here on Inspirational Journeys and remember, your story matters. Have a blessed day, everyone. Hey guys, this is Anne from the Inspirational Journeys podcast, and my special guest, Joe Templin, has an offer for, for my listeners and viewers. Take it away, Joe. Anne, thank you. And again, thank you for bringing me on. This was a wonderful conversation. I'm glad that I could reach out and help your people grow. And to continue to help them to grow, we have an offer. If they go to the website, everyday-excellence.com, and use the code inspirational journeys at checkout from the shop, they can get a 10% discount on anything there to be able to help them with their personal journey to grow and inspire others. You heard it here, folks. You get a 10% discount on everything in the store at everyday-excellence.com using promo code inspirational journeys. Happy rating, writing, and celebrate the day. challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired, write something inspiring, and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched thousands. You've been listening to Inspirational Journeys, Stories That Matter, with your host, 
Ann Harrison. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, and leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform. Visit my website at AnnWritesInspiration.com, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and follow me on Facebook and Pinterest at AnnWritesInspiration and on Twitter at AnnWrites75 for more inspirational content. Thanks for listening, and remember, your story matters.